up, sis? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all ever been to Carolina Kitchen or is that just a DC, MD, and Northern Virginia thing? Y'all know when y'all walk in the door, they be like, welcome, welcome, welcome. That's how I'm feeling today. Welcome. Mind you, Carolina Kitchen is like a soul food restaurant. I don't know where else it is geographically in the world, but it's definitely in the area that I live in. So all of y'all who can relate to that, you already know how I'm coming today. Anyway, welcome back. We're at episode 10 of season one, which I can't even believe because time is just going by so fast. So today I'm going to end season one so that we can move on. And then on season three, we're going to be back with hopefully like some interviews. Actually, I think I may be able to get an interview in with one of my good girlfriends who is moving back to the DMV area. Um, And she's someone who has like a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge on this whole chasing fulfillment idea and reality. And I can't wait to interview her. So y'all, actually, it's not even really an interview. We're just going to be conversing and we're just going to let y'all listen in. Um, so shout out to my good friend, B. Willie. I think <laughs> that is her Facebook name or Instagram name. Child, I might be messing it all up. But anyway, that's my soul sister. And I cannot wait until she returns to the DMV so that we can have this conversation. And she don't even know we're going to have it yet, y'all. I'm just putting it out in the atmosphere. But I know she's going to be a beautiful spirit and a willing participant. But anyway, last week, y'all, y'all had me emotional. Maybe I had myself emotional. I'm already like a super empath. And so when I read the word of God, it just impacts me on another level because I just allow it to marinate in my spirit and that's what I want y'all ladies to do like let the promises of God marinate in your spirit because it really is touching and so last week we were talking about identity and just the way in which God looks at us you know and how it should be the foundation of how we look at ourselves And y'all, it just had me in my feelings in a good way, though. But anyway, we're going to get back to identity identity in season two when we're talking about like dating and relationships and stuff like that. I'll give y'all the little um, foreshadowing comments about that at the end of this episode. But what's next this recap is today. And we'll also be talking about, once again, who this is for, just in case you're listening for the first time and you just decided to start at episode 10 instead of episode 1. Whatever, girl, I'm glad you're here. But I just wanted to give a little recap, like, what's next, sis? Who is it for? I've been thinking about that. Obviously, this whole journey um, that really started with me kind of like, really getting serious about this movement um over the summer and so I'm doing this but I constantly ask myself like who is this for who's going to be able to relate to this who is even going to be interested in this and so just various things come to my mind um I look at myself because the reason why I'm even here with the platform is because I reached a place of unfulfillment last year and I was questioning myself on how I was to get out of that like that rut that I was in and that unhappiness that I was experiencing and so I looked at it and as I'm asking myself like who's this for I just asked myself like well what were you going through at the time that led you a whole year later to be on this new life journey and so I say to myself like yo I was just over my job wondering like what was next for me in life um just feeling dry um feeling like you know okay each day is going by and it's cool like I said God has not left me without any of my necessities or even my wants like he's been the ultimate provider 
but why do I just still feel so dull? Like what I'm doing in my life at the time, you know, this was last summer, you know, what I'm doing is just not enough for me. I need something more. I need something else that'll bring me to fulfillment and that will make my days a little bit more joyous. Um, and so that's what this is for. If you're asking yourself those same questions, if you are finding that you're in a rut, like, you know, life isn't terrible, but you just feel like it needs a spark to it. It needs some revitalization. You have some categories of fulfillment that are dry and they could be at 100%, but maybe they're at 50 Girl, maybe they had 10% and you trying to at least get to 90. I always say if we could get to 90 or better, because I always say I never know and you'll never know if we'll ever have perfection in a way in which like, I don't know, the world describes perfection, especially knowing that like we'll never be perfect people. Um, Jesus was the only one on earth who was perfect. So I say, Lord, if it's never going to be a hundred then let me just get to a smooth 90 and I'll be good with that. But so yeah, what's next? This is for that woman, that woman who's just like on this journey of finding out what more she can do in this world that will make her happy, that will add to the lives of others, that will leave a legacy even for her children, um, that will impact people in a tremendous way or even in small little just life-changing ways, just subtle little ways. Um, It's for the woman who knows that she has gifts and talents that she is not utilizing or not utilizing to their fullest potential um, because of various reasons. Maybe you feel like you don't have time, you're too busy with the nine to five life, or if you have kids or if you're married, like you're just too busy, but you know you have these talents and gifts that are unique to you that God gave you. Um, but for whatever reason, you just got a million excuses, sis, for why you haven't tapped into it and made that gift and that talent a priority. Um, hopefully, in listening to this podcast, you'll kind of, at least hopefully I'm scratching the surface. I, I, I always ask God, like, am I making sense to the women that are listening to this? Like, so I'm hoping that by listening to this podcast, as well as other resources that you're using uh, each and every day, you know, hopefully somebody, hopefully me, I'm a contributing factor, but hopefully someone is scratching the surface and kind of like helping you explore the idea of what you can do next. Um, So what's next is, based on what I just said, is for the woman who is seeking purpose right seeking purpose in her life I think that right there is the premise of what's next is like most people would agree that purpose is like the thing that makes your life significant right like what is my purpose on this earth so what's next is definitely for the woman that's seeking purpose and when I was asking myself those questions last summer I believe that I was asking myself without like knowing I was asking myself I was asking myself like what is my purpose but at the time I didn't know to like formulate that question in my mind I just felt like you know I'm in a rut I'm like bored with my job I'm bored with some of my categories of fulfillment in my life and so essentially when I asked myself what's next, I was also asking myself, what is my purpose? Without even realizing that that's the question that was at hand. So what's next? This is definitely for the woman that knows she has a purpose. It's also for the woman that doesn't even know she has a purpose or thinks that her nine to five is her purpose. And that's just what she's here to do. And that's what God, you know, put you on this earth to do. Like, sis, if you're working, if you if you an executive assistant, if you're working in like administration, if you're working in you know an office job, you're um, a dental. What do they call it? The dental assistants, uh, young ladies. Now I know I just butchered that, but y'all know the hygienist or whatever the name for it is. Whatever you do, whatever you are, no matter what level it is. 
if you're not satisfied with that, and even if you are, you still got to ask yourself, like, is this my purpose? Is this what God really made me to do every day of my life? Or is there something else for me to do that brings me fulfillment? And so what's next? This is for the woman who's questioning that and who has those questions, like, is this my purpose? And then for the woman who specifically knows bar none, like that her nine to five is her purpose, like God confirmed that in your spirit, then I celebrate you. And I think it's amazing that you're able to get up every day, go to your nine to five, and you're 100% sure and confident that that right there is what God gave you to do as your assignment in the earth every day. That's amazing. I wish that was my story. (laughs) But, you know, then again, maybe not. I actually like the story that God is unfolding right now as far as what my purpose is outside of my nine to five. So, yeah, what's next? This is also for like just for strong women and courageous women, resilient women. And what's next? This is for the woman who is not strong, who is not courageous and does not feel resilient because my hope and prayer is that as you listen to this podcast and if you do decide to do coaching with me and you're not a strong, resilient or you don't feel like you're a a strong or resilient or courageous woman, my prayer is that, you know, this platform that God has given me will help you to become strong, courageous, and resilient, right? Because what I always say about what's next is that this is for the woman who does not choose to just live the status quo, mediocre, unfulfilled life. No, if we're living that, then what's next is for the woman who's deciding like, hey, yeah, my life feels kind of dry and mediocre right now, and I'm trying to pump it up. So what's next? This is for the woman who's dedicated to pumping it up and not just settling for the boring nine to five as that's all I could do. That's all, you know, that's all my life is going to look like the boring day in life, the boring friendship, the boring whatever. Like, no, honey, it's a way for you to reverse that. And we're on the journey to reverse it. Um, I hope that through coaching, if you do book me, Um, I'll be able to share with you in a more one-on-one way, like the ways in which God has helped me begin to look at some of the dry areas of my life. And I can give you like the pointers and, you know, the encouragement that I feel God has given me to revamp those areas of my life. I want to be able to share those insights with you so that you can apply it to your life and see what works and see what doesn't, you know, a life coach that I follow He always says, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Like (laughs) from this podcast, from other podcasts that you're listening to, from books that you read, like take what applies to you. If something I say don't apply, sis, keep on moving or just focus on the next thing that I say or, you know, whatever other mediums that you use for encouragement and for insight, you know, eat the meat out the bones honey but hopefully (laughs) that most of what I say to you is impactful as meat so yeah so if you are committed to being strong being courageous being resilient not letting the uh hmm, the downfalls and the pitfalls of life just completely shred you to pieces if you're committed to getting back up fighting the good fight and being strong in the Lord, with God's help, then what's next is is for you. If you're committed to saying, hey, I know I got this gift. I know I got this talent that I never told anybody that I have or that maybe only a couple little people know um, about, but I want to be committed to bringing that fruit forth in real life, then what's next is is for you. And like I said, through, you know, just my little impact, a little bit of influence. <laughs> Hopefully I can help you bring that thing forth. Now, that's the purpose track regarding what's next is. And so I'll definitely be coaching on purpose, how to discover your purpose, how to activate your purpose, how to look at the word of God um, for confirmation of your purpose. And then I also have two other coaching tracks. Uh, 
identity because I think identity in Christ is very, very important. And just go listen to episode nine so you can kind of dive into what I said about identity. We're going to pick back up on identity when it comes to season three. And we're talking about like dating and relationships because I do feel like if I would have known who I was more and had more confidence and more like, uh, I don't want to say like arrogance because we don't want to be like arrogant in a bad way, but I feel like you could have some healthy arrogance, right? So I'm like, if I had a little bit more healthy arrogance when I was dating, uh, I guess from child, I don't know, 2018 and prior, (laughs) I probably would have been able to avoid some pitfalls if I knew who I was better and if I demanded the respect that I deserve so we have to talk about identity because that is a big thing in dating or else you let these little grown boys just drag you sis if you don't know who you are and you cannot articulate that to them you know humbly but you know let it be known what it is and what it ain't with these dudes So I feel like if I would have done that better, I probably would have avoided some pitfalls. So we definitely have to talk about identity when we get to season two. Um, But yes, that's a coaching track of mine. So if you need coaching, we're trying to figure out like who you are, like who does God say I am? Because once I figured out who God said I was, child, I was not falling for no more shenanigans from these dudes or just from people in general who try to challenge your 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 confidence your self-esteem um your worth you know what i'm saying when you know who you are you know your worth that changes the game in a lot of areas of your life not just dating but just all across the board with people that you come in contact with who try you honey so we're also um coaching here on identity and then my last coaching track is self-worth self-love um respect for oneself and how to require that from others right because some of us we just need to know our worth right and it's going to tie a little bit into identity and everything like that but self-love is 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 lacking these days and I always said like I loved myself but then when I looked at like some of the things I was tolerating in the past it's like sis you really loving yourself if you're allowing x y and z to go on so (laughs) some of us just need coaching on self-love and self-worth and confidence in who we are right so that we could go out into this world and really be these bomb wonderful women that we want to claim that we are but like are we really putting the pen to the paper the pedal to the metal in that regard so what's next this is for the woman who wants to discover who she is in christ who wants to beef up her self-worth her self-love the standards the standards and boundaries that she has on her life and it's for the woman who wants to discover her purpose and wants to really get serious about enjoying life on a different level um, by using the avenue of really activating her talents and her gifts that God has given her. So that was like a long-winded overview. (laughs) As I think of more things that What's Next This Is For, I will be sure, (laughs) or who What's Next This Is For, I will be sure to update you guys. Um... I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me right now also to mention that what's next is for obviously the woman who wants to grow her relationship in Christ. And I should have said this first, but you know, we saved the best for last and the Lord is the best. So what's next is for the woman who wants to grow stronger in Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for not allowing me to forget that. As y'all can see, season one like I did focus on purpose you know well I talked about purpose and I talked about you know what are we good at what talents and gifts do we have and I gave you guys my testimony of why I'm even starting this whole movement but I realized that (laughs) a lot of season one focused a lot on scripture and it focused a lot on just trying to encourage us in this season of um just nonsense going on in the world and trying to just give us like those scriptures that keep us steady trying to like help us see 
how strong and powerful God really is and who he can really be for you if you just engage him and develop your relationship with him and strengthen your relationship with him. So in that regard, what's next is is definitely for the woman who's just trying to better her relationship with God, uh, trying to get into a more consistent flow of including God in her life. Whether you're trying to like make sure you're making quiet time for God in the morning, you know, before you jump on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and Snapchat and emails and text messages, like before you do all that, are you um, taking time to, you know, read a chapter of scripture a day or spending 20, 30 minutes in prayer or waking up and watching a sermon from your favorite pastor You know, those things don't even take a lot of time, but those are the things that we kind of just disregard, maybe not even realizing it, right? Like, we don't mean to push God to the back burner, right? We don't mean, that's not an agenda item that we have on our to-do list. Like, let me just wake up and put God last today. (laughs) No, we do it without even realizing it a lot of the time. Um, I was talking to my coach, or I don't know if we talked about this, or we were like DMing, or maybe writing in an email, and she was saying how she tries to um, not even get on social media before 10 a.m. every day, because, you know, we really need to take time out to focus on God, and start our day with Him, right? We really need to come before Him every day, like, okay, God, you know, thank you, giving thanks, Staying in gratitude, giving gratitude, and then, you know, sharing what's on our hearts with God. So I thought that that was amazing for me. Like, I often have to just delete social media altogether. And some of my friends know this and they're like, where you been at? You ain't been on. I don't see you on Instagram, girl. You got to get back on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm good. And I have various reasons for that. But I think that as far as like focusing, making sure that I like train myself, because a lot of times as humans, we have to train ourselves like athletes train, you're trained in the gym, you're trained for this, you study for this, you study for that. So listen, because we're flawed humans, we need to train ourselves too to um, get in a habit and get in a pattern and get in a consistent behavior of making sure we carve out time for God every day. So for me, I know me like, If I get an Instagram notification, I'm going to want to like open it up and see what's popping. Like, did somebody DM me? Did somebody comment? Or, you know, if I recently had dropped a selfie or something, let me see if I got some likes. Let me check my story, see who's seen my story. Like, we all do it. You ain't got to lie, Craig. So, for me, it's like, I just need to delete the whole thing. (laughs) Some of us may not have to do that you may have a little bit more discipline where it's like you know what even if I have 10 20 notifications on my Instagram app I have enough discipline to open my Bible app first and spend time with God some of us we have enough discipline to do that some of us we need to work on it and so just do what you think you need to do like if you need to delete the app I'm not saying like delete your your profile or your your account but you may just need to like delete the app for a couple weeks or something so that you can kind of like train yourself to when you first pick up your phone in the morning you're picking up your bible app or for some of us who don't even rely on our phones that heavy or that crazy we uh have a real physical bible in our bedroom so we trained ourselves to like pick up the bible first or trained ourselves to like go into prayer as soon as we open our eyes and go into thanksgiving instead of just grabbing the phone like Ooh, this world, including myself, we just this the phone is like glued in a and to our hands, and we're just so addicted to the phone. And it's like you know, I don't know if it's any fault of our own, but you know they gave us these devices, and now it's just like this device-driven world. And it's just like without even thinking, you're picking up your phone. Like if you waiting at the um waiting on the elevator while you're waiting, you're on your phone. <laughs> If you're in line at the grocery store while you're waiting, you're on your phone. So it's just like these phones, child, they're just taking over. So another reason why I delete social media apps from time to time is to just keep me from picking up my phone every five minutes. Because I think that's what really keeps us picking up our phone. Like some of us have popping text messages and we just always talking to people on text. But I think a lot of it is like 
what we're giving our attention to. So we want to stay in the know, like we want to know what's going on on the blogs or whatever. So these apps kind of like keep us, you know, with that phone in our hand. Um, And so we got to kind of just find ways to, I don't know, calm down, (laughs) calm down. So I'm in the midst of uh, building the What's Nexus Instagram page. And I'm just like, I don't even want to be on Instagram like this. But I also listened to like another life coach that said he was saying that like he uses his um, Instagram just for purpose based uh, things, I guess. Like when he goes on there to post, he'll go post something, you know, related to his platform or he'll post on his story and then he'll delete the app. Um, same thing with his YouTube. Like he'll go to YouTube and he'll post a video related to like his purpose-based initiatives. And then he'll delete the app so that he's not constantly on social media. But some people don't think that social media is a big deal. I think we'll talk about this. I'll probably like have someone on the show um, and we'll talk about like what you know social media really means to people <laughs> and this whole idea of like is social media addictive is it not that addictive like do you have to delete your app is that taking it too far like <laughs> I feel like I'm going off on a tangent but the whole point that I'm trying to make is that we have to make time for God and the Holy Spirit reminded me that what's next is is for the lady who is trying to better her relationship with God um and so in season one I really focused a lot and I didn't even know that God was going to have me focus and spend a lot of time talking about like who he is how we can be empowered by him how we can like lean on him for strength and endurance and encouragement during times of just like dismay and struggle and wilderness places like y'all I didn't even really know I was going to talk about all that But I always try to remember to pray before I come on the podcast and I ask the Holy Spirit just to, you know, have his way. And that's what God did. So I don't want to say pardon me for (laughs) making season one like very heavily spiritually based. But, you know, sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. Listen, what Beyonce said, child, was that Beyonce? She said, sorry, I ain't sorry. Child, I don't know. <laughs> I be up here cracking myself up. Anyway, what's next is for all of those women. If you have related to anything I've said thus far, then what's next is for you. And what I plan to do is just, you know, especially when it comes to social media, just, you know, post encouraging encouraging things for the woman who you know felt feels like she's achieved almost maybe quote unquote all that she's achieved but she still feels like she's achieved all that she thinks that she can achieve or that maybe she even wants to achieve as far as like educational goals and professional goals and she's good and she just still feels like something's missing or you still feel like maybe you could go a little bit higher educationally and professionally, but you also know that you have this gift or this talent that you may can start using and maybe turn into a business and do some purpose-based entrepreneurship. And you, you're, you're, maybe you're at a crossroads like, should I go back and get this degree that will elevate me professionally in the nine-to-five world, or should I? I know I can cook. And I know I want to start this catering business and I know I can use that to also give God glory. So should I like put the money into getting the bachelor's or the master's for this nine to five that I'm doing during doing during the day? Or should I put this financial aid or this money that I've saved to um, is it called catering school? Y'all forgive me because I don't know. <laughs> Cooking school, whatever y'all. Y'all know what I mean. Should I do that or should I do this nine to five? Listen, sis, I, you know me, I'm probably going to tell you to, to, to invest in your gift and invest in your talent and put that money over there and then create you a business. Because what I'm finding is that I would rather make money off of life coaching, podcasting, writing books, 
I'd rather that be my nine to five. I'd like to do like seminars. If I could do some motivational speaking, if I could do some conferences, be a panel guest um, for some initiatives that I believe in that regard around purpose and just women's empowerment in Christ. I love to do that for a living. And I would trade in that nine to five so fast, (laughs) y'all. So just think about it. What would you rather do every day? Eight, nine, ten hours a day. I don't know how long you guys go to work. Some people work 12 hours a day. Some people work eight. Some people work nine. Some people work part time. But if you could replace that nine to five with something that you really, 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 really are more passionate about, wouldn't you rather swap that out? for that purpose-based venture I would so listen what's next this is for that lady as well like if you're trying if you're at some type of crossroads and you're like hmm which way should I go should I go the corporate nine to five way or should I go the gifts and talents and purpose way I gave y'all my opinion but my opinion means nothing against God's direction for you So I would say pray about that thing like seriously like don't patty cake that thing but pray about that thing and really ask God like God I really need to know which way do I go nine to five or purpose or can I do both at the same time like I feel like I'm doing both at the same time um so yeah ask God for direction don't just listen to Jess don't listen to me for everything child because I ain't God now I do rely on him (laughs) to give me some guidance especially when we do the one-on-one coaching like I'm gonna pray for you and I'm gonna ask God um for the words to say to you and you know some guidelines on how to encourage you based on what you tell me in our coaching sessions but it is definitely up to you to go to him one-on-one with a sincere heart um for your direction and for your guidance and what you should do but I definitely think that regardless of what you do um, you need to be walking in your purpose. You need to be doing that. Even if you're doing that at the same time as doing your nine to five, like, you know, nine to five during the day, work on your purpose at night or on the weekends, whatever it is you need to do to hustle those two things until God can relinquish you to a full-time life of purpose. You know, you need to just do both at the same time. That's what I think. That's what I think. Because I think that God wants us to definitely be tapped in into our gifts and into our talents. So, with that being said, we're going to transition to me sharing with you ladies this outlook, uh, aka this wisdom that God gave me about my job. Because I told you guys like last year, I was kind of frustrated with it. For the first time in my life, I just reached this point where I was just like, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for this job, and definitely thank you for this salary. But, mm, (laughs) this job is boring me. It's dry. I'm not finding any excitement in it. I'm not finding any fulfillment in it, Lord. What do I do? And like I told y'all, it wasn't really bothering me, um, like 2018 2017 2016 15 14 and prior but for some reason in 2019 it just started bothering me and some people may say well girl (laughs) you chose that career you knew it was gonna be boring well honestly I didn't know because (laughs) I was really going with the flow of it for years and like I said it didn't really bother me like that you know, it was comfortable, it was cool, it was what it was, and most of all, it was meeting my financial needs, um, but like I said, last year, it just started, like, getting to me, like, ugh, this is dry, this kind of boring, like, am I really gonna do this forever? Like, I don't know, I just had some type of moment, I just had a moment, y'all, and, I think that God allowed me to have that moment so that he could start making me curious about what else I was supposed to be here on earth doing. And had I not had that moment, I would have never became curious. I would have never became, you know, a little uh, annoyed. I would have never became or I would have never come to like this rut or this dry place or this dry season And sometimes a dry season is okay because God will use that dry season to like birth a fruitful season or birth new knowledge in you or new perspective 
or birth curiosity. And so God definitely birthed curiosity. That's why I asked myself the question, what's next? Um, and I had to start thinking about what was next. And, you know, God led me to understanding my gifts and my talents and my purpose. And so that's why I'm here today doing this. Glory be to God. But if you are in the rut that I was in last year, and mind you, y'all, my job has not changed. I'm still at the same job. So that's why I want to give you guys like this enlightenment that the Holy Spirit gave me. One morning I was having my quiet time and I was thinking about it. And so, I don't know, the Holy Spirit just came upon me (laughs) and started giving me, like, all of these positive things that my job provided me. And so, I just started, like, I had my phone, of course, y'all know that phone was glued to my hand, but I was on the Bible app at the time, (laughs) finishing up my devotional plan. And what happened was, I opened my notes. It's like, God was just like, open your notes, and we're going to go over some of the bright side of (laughs) the job that you're in we're gonna go over like good things that you're overlooking about this job and I think that God did that to change my perspective on the job so that I could just kind of like chill out and stop freaking out about the fact that my job was not fulfilling me in the ways that I wanted to be fulfilled as it relates to what I'm doing here on earth every day and so God gave me these these little bullet points that I wrote down in my notes and I want to give them to you just in case you can relate. Uh, So the first blessing that my job offers me right now is the financial means to create the lifestyle that I want. And I put like a whole bunch of smiley laughing emoji faces next to that bullet point because listen, y'all, I am like a little bit bougie. I am like, I like nice things. I I like to live in nice places. I like to wear nice clothes. I like to have my hair on point. You know, I like to um, be able to buy the steak instead of the, I don't know, the chicken. Although I'm trying to get away from meat right now. But like, I like the finer things. You know, I like to get my nails done. I like to be able to afford to buy myself a new bag not a Birkin honey more like a Marshalls (laughs) y'all don't even sleep Marshalls got some cute bags and they carry like name brand stuff so go online honey because y'all know they got the online um shop or whatever store for Marshalls now but like I like to be able to just give me cute little stuff when I feel like it it's it's boot season I love wearing boots in the winter and in the fall I like to be able to like kind of get what I want when I want so the Holy Spirit was like well your job offers you the financial means to create the lifestyle that you want and I'm actually in the midst of um revamping my lifestyle and I'm gonna share that with y'all when I get this one major goal completed early in the new year with the help of the Lord so that was one blessing the second thing is that I wrote down is that The the melancholy feelings about my job transformed my idea of purpose. The lack of interest and passion in my 9 to 5 caused me to investigate what my real passion and interest was. And that curiosity led me to discovering my real talents and gifts, not just my job skills. So basically, I said this earlier, like, if God had not led me or allowed me to come to a place of feeling melancholy or feeling you know, dry or just feeling in a rut about my current nine to five, it wouldn't have sparked my curiosity to figure out what else I was on this earth to do. So in fact, like, you know, the Bible says what the what the enemy means for evil, God will turn around for good. So the enemy wanted to keep me in a rut, keep me in um, bitterness about how unsatisfied I was with my job, but God turned that into curiosity like okay Jess well what else can you do if your nine to five is just (laughs) unnerving you and just less than what you expected it would be at this point in your life so that just goes without saying I kind of already explained that another pointer that the Holy Spirit gave me is that the low demand environment in my job helps me save energy for my purpose work 
And I realized that I've been drained because of boredom, but not because I'm working like a slave horse. So my job is not like very deadline driven. <clears throat> I feel like we have soft deadlines, but nothing like crazy where I'm like pulling pulling out my hair or pulling out my wig or pulling my wig off my head every day because I'm stressing trying to make um, deadlines. No. Um, so I had to think like, what's this? Like... Your job is not stressful. You feel stressed because you're feeling like there's something else you could be doing in life, you know, that maybe is more impactful or more fulfilling, but your job is not stressful. And it helps you save energy for your purpose work. So like now, y'all know, a lot of us are teleworking because of Corona. I'm still teleworking, been teleworking since March. Um, <clears throat> and what I'm realizing is that because I have a low stress environment at work, I'm able to like finish teleworking at like whatever, 4, 35 o'clock. And if there's something that I need to do for like maybe the website or the Instagram or <clears throat> coaching, I'll be able to kind of transition from work to purpose work easily because I've had a low demand day already. So hopefully that makes sense to y'all and you understand where I'm coming from with that. Um, then another point that the Holy Spirit showed me was that my current job allows me to structure my day in a way that ensures I'm productive, I'm meeting their needs while also being able to create space and time for my purpose work. And I said, if I was working a more demanding job, even a job that I loved, I might be burnt out by the end of the day and it would be harder to make space and energy for my purpose work. And I wrote, I put an asterisk, take advantage of this. So this kind of piggybacks off of the pointer that I made before. Um, <clears throat> what God did tell me to do, because there was a point last year where I was like just becoming like so bitter about my job. I'm like, you know, I don't even care. I'm about to walk up in here whenever I feel like it late. <clears throat> well, not too late because we had got a new supervisor and I wasn't trying to um, play myself like that. <laughs> But I was just taking, like, a very nonchalant attitude with the job. And I was just like, man, it's whatever. Like, I don't even care. Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to get to this stuff when I get to it. I'm not even going to put my best effort. Like, I'm going to just do whatever needs to be done at the rate that I feel like producing it and with the attitude that I feel like having. And so God quickly um, <laughs> snatched my wig about that. Like, um, no. You still need to honor your job. You still need to um, maintain a positive attitude. Like the last thing you want to do is be all evil at work and be all bitter and expect for God to bless you. And at that time, well, at least expect for God to bless you in like the area of release that you want. And at that time, I had wanted God to like bless me with a new job because I found like this other office within my agency that I really wanted to work for. And I was like... Um, reaching out to people there and they were like oh they're not hiring over there yet or whatever but you know keep watching for like announcements or whatever and I started to do that <clears throat> but um <clears throat> y'all excuse me y'all know the devil be trying to I should have brought my lemon water in here that would be trying to mess my voice up when I'm trying to talk to y'all but um <laughs> so yeah so the last thing I wanted to do was like have this bitter attitude had this stank a dank attitude every day because it's just like well you asking God for a new job but you treating your your current job like a redheaded step baby so I said okay God you know I need to check myself I need to check my attitude and I reminded myself of this scripture that says um <clears throat> in everything you do do it as if you're working unto the Lord not as unto man so that's one way I check myself and I say every day you come in this job even though you don't like it or whatever the case may be you need to do it as if you're working for the Lord like as if the Lord literally was sitting in your boss's office as your boss because I know that like if God was my boss like in real time every day and I could see him every day like hey God good morning um <laughs> I would be on point with that job. I would be having a good attitude. I'll be coming over there all holier than thou. I'll be having good thoughts. Whereas sometimes I was having like nasty thoughts. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. We all do it. You know, your supervisor come to your office and you got a code switch. That's another thing I want to talk about code switch. And we'll probably talk about that <laughs> with some of my special guests who are in the professional world. 
let me go off on a tangent real quick about the code switching. I just learned about code switching like a couple months ago, or I at least learned the term for it. So code switching for all of my black sisters or sisters of other ethnicities and cultures, <clears throat> code switching is like when you go into work and you have to put on your professional voice. Like here on the podcast, y'all getting like the real jazz, like the brown skin melanated jazz and I'm going to use you know ebonic sometimes and I'm going to use improper sub verb agreement sometimes subject verb agreement sometimes and also you're going to get some vocabulary words dropped on you sometimes but like host which is when you got to go to work and be like good morning Bob how are you (laughs) yeah how was your weekend oh yeah mine was great yeah I did some cleaning y'all listen (laughs) for my professional sisters y'all already know how it goes so that's code switching like the way you talk to your good good girlfriend is not the way you're talking to uh john at work if you feel what i'm saying so i had to go to work and do all my little code switching and be nice and do my work as I was doing it unto the Lord and keep a positive attitude because I want God to be pleased and I want him to bless me and I don't want to be trying to ask him for a breakthrough with another job if I'm being bitter and mean and lazy in my current job so basically back to the bullet point since my job offers me a lot of flexibility currently I was able to realize that like especially about while working from home if I'm like you know, being a speed race employee and giving all my due diligence from like a certain amount of time to a certain amount of time, I could actually finish my work projects and have enough time to work on what's next sis projects. And when I realized that, I was like, oh God, that's amazing. That is amazing. And then I realized like, if I was in my dream nine to five job I already know like I've already like researched that office I already know what they do I already know they're super busy like yes it would be fulfilling work or at least I think it would um but they would be like I know they got deadlines over there I know they super busy over there but that's what I was attracted to because I was like yo like remember how I told y'all like I used to equate my identity with my professional nine to five and my education and all that stuff so I know like going over there would have just been like a super ego boost for me like okay going to this office like this is what I really got my master's for right let's make it make sense because I always said I'm paying back these student loans lord let's make it make sense I need a job that equates (laughs) to the level of education that I've achieved and to the money that I've spent or that financial aid has spent child because I'm paying it back um I need my I needed to match up and so in my current job I was like okay this is cool and it's paying me well but did I go get my master's to do this Nah, but I was looking at the other office within my agency like, oh, yeah, I definitely got my master's to go to to go do that type of work. But God being who he is, he showed me through the Holy Spirit like, hey, you know, until you get over to that other office, if that's my plan for you, I need you to be a good steward over what you already have in this office. And I need you to actually recognize the blessings that you have. It was this life coach. Well, this life coach that I listen to like almost every day because he does YouTube videos and I'll reveal him to you in season two when we're talking about dating because he is a dating and relationship um, coach as well as I feel like he leads people to Christ through his ministry, right? So he was, <laughs> he is so hilarious, y'all. And he was um saying how, <laughs> let's say you have, um, a, 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 a lady who works maybe it don't matter where you work because like I work for like I told you I work for the government and I have a lot of downtime but let's say um you work for whatever job whether you work like for the Comcast call center or the call center for Amazon whatever but you have like all this like downtime where you know you could kind of like finesse working on some of your purpose work even while you're at your full-time nine-to-five. Now, I am not advocating y'all to do this because I don't want none of y'all to get fired. I don't want to get fired. (laughs) But basically, he was saying like, you know, 
after you finish pushing them papers from nine to one sis and you got that downtime you could be stealing away some time to work on your purpose work now like i said use discretion at this i can't even give y'all the joke in the funny manner that he gave it because it wouldn't even do it justice like i can't even reiterate it (laughs) correctly but he likes this you sit up there asking people how you could um disconnect or not disconnect but reconnect their cable services when you ain't get no calls you be working on your purpose and i said isn't that something that is what god basically was showing me like you have the autonomy to kind of like allocate your time during the day where you can get your work done your nine to five work keep your managers happy lead your teams effectively and then you still got time to work on your purpose so basically that's what that bullet point was about if you can finesse sis finesse you know realize that there may be some little small blessings in that boring job that you're complaining about and transfer that energy of complaint that spirit of complaint to put in work in for your purpose there may be some research that you could do on your downtime that relates to your purpose work there may be um some lesson plans that you can write out during your downtime like listen make it work for you sis make it work if you have downtime as a result of your boring job transfer that energy to your purpose work and write some stuff down do some research reach out to some people during your downtime and so that's what god showed me on that point y'all excuse me the next one i wrote down says change your perspective regarding your job put less emphasis on your job bringing you fulfillment transfer your nine to five expectations to your purpose expectations purpose brings you happiness joy interest passion desire vigor zeal and significance these are all the things i wrote down that purpose brings me let me say that again purpose brings me happiness joy interest passion desire vigor zeal and significance not your nine to five at least not right now that's what i wrote down to myself (laughs) i said my nine to five is not really bringing me any of those adjectives but my purpose sure does when i think about life coaching when i think about encouraging and empowering women when i think about getting up on this podcast every week bringing you you know some new insight I said, that definitely brings me a lot of joy, a lot of passion, a lot of interest, a lot of zeal, a lot of significance. And so sometimes you just have to stop putting so much onus and and obsessing over your job fulfillment, right? Stop looking at your job as like the source of the thing that makes you happy or doesn't make you happy. Especially like if you're single, you don't have kids, you're not necessarily dating, because you don't really have like those other things going on in your life right now so like you may kind of obsess over your job to the point where like you get discouraged or you get depressed about it because it's like I've 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 got all these this education for this job I took out all these loans for this job and this job ain't adding up you know it's not measuring up it's not making sense so sometimes you have to remove all that pressure that you're putting on your job to make you happy and take that energy that ball of energy or that that pressure I don't want you to put pressure on yourself to walk in your purpose but what I'm saying is just to kind of like transfer that expectation transfer that energy to what you could be doing as far as your purpose work your talents and your gifts that God has given you that are separate from your talents on the job which are your job skills I hope that makes sense to somebody. So take all that pressure off of your job to make you happy. Once I did that, it was like I was able to breathe again. Like, it's like I took a deep breath. And I was like, stop tripping off your job to bring you all of this uh, fulfillment and start putting that energy and that, that insight, that perspective and that outlook into what you could be doing to cultivate your gifts and your talents. And y'all, that was really transformative for me. And so now I've done that. Now I'm like, I ain't tripping off this job because I got what's next is, honey. (laughs) What's next is finna be popping. Like, it's everything for me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So now I'm not even tripping off my job like that. 
<laughs> um, and what did I write down next? I said if God were to give me my dream job right now, as far as my nine to five, it could very well shift my priority. Y'all, this was profound. I said I'd put more effort and focus into my dream job than I would into my purpose. So actually, the job that I have right now is the best job for me to have in this season in order to birth my purpose because it allows me room to birth my purpose room in time and room in focus that's so true because I just feel like if God were to bless me with my dream job right now it would take a lot of my focus it would um I'd be like super 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 happy super super excited about it but I know that my dream job is definitely going to be demanding it's definitely going to be time consuming it's definitely not going to offer me as much flexibility as I have right now um Yes, it'll be fulfilling, but it'll definitely take a lot of my focus. Whereas right now, the job that I have is pretty chill. I can kind of structure it the way I want to structure it. I can get things done at kind of like a pace that is comfortable for me. My supervisor is satisfied and it's really no reason to trip. But I know that my dream job is going to like really require a lot of me. And God just has me in a season right now where he's requiring a lot of me. And he's not going to compete. Ooh, that's a word. I feel like the Holy Spirit just, ooh. The Holy Spirit just gave me something with that, y'all. God said he is not going to compete, honey, because he comes first. So he wasn't going to try to compete for my time, my attention, my focus. He said that this is the season in which I've called you to birth your purpose. And if I allow you to be distracted, even a healthy distraction, because there are healthy distractions, y'all. There, All distractions aren't bad. There's some healthy distractions. But God is like, I'm not finna compete. I'm God. Who do I compete with? Nobody. <laughs> so he ain't trying to compete with my quote unquote dream job. He's trying to keep me in a place where it is probable for me to um, birth my purpose to where it's easy for me to birth my purpose and to where it makes sense for me to birth my purpose. That's the season that I'm in. And so I say all this to say, think about your job differently. If you are in like a little bit of a rut about your job, think about it differently. Become curious about what you can do next that will bring you fulfillment. Take all that pressure off of your job to bring fulfillment and really look at the talents and gifts that God has given you and just transfer that energy, transfer that expectation and allow God to give you a new perspective about your job. And so with that, we're just going to start wrapping it up, sis. I hope you guys are enjoying this, this, this ride, this season, uh, this podcast in general. I hope you can relate um, I hope that you will book me for coaching if you feel like you need a little bit more one-on-one time regarding this subject matter and regarding like the coaching tracks, which again, our purpose, identity in Christ, self-love and self-worth. Um, and obviously, you know, fostering and growing your relationship with God. We can, I feel like that's a coaching track that I have too, but I don't necessarily specify that like on my website, I don't think, or on my coaching booking site however I want y'all to know the reason why I don't emphasize that as a track is because fostering my relationship with God is just like is it doesn't even need to be said like is it goes without saying like growing in Christ for me is just like that's a fact like we don't need to press in and emphasize that because for me it's just it's like oxygen like I'm gonna breathe that every day regardless so it's like I'm gonna grow my relationship with Christ regardless so that's kind of like a hidden track (laughs) coaching track that I have but if you do need coaching on how to grow your relationship with Christ how to rely on him for your encouragement and your strength and you're in love and just becoming intimate with him and falling in love with him um then yeah we can coach on that too let me know let me know dm me at what's next sis on instagram um i look forward to season two y'all season two we finna get into it Woo, y'all excuse that that little falsetto that was a little falsetto <laughs> we finna get into dating relationships 
self-love, self-worth, self-respect, standards, boundaries, identity, because all these things play such a huge part in how you should date correctly. And I'm going to let y'all know the ratchet way I used to date. And I'm going to let y'all know of the righteous way that I'm trying to date in the future. But I'm building my way up to that now. I love y'all. I'll see you on season two.